This is a moment in wine and hip hop, brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop, wine and music. Tell me up, bro. Check this out. Oh yeah, you'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Yeah, what's good, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. We got another one for y'all today, man. I'm, I'm hype about this one. This, I'd say this is probably my personal most anticipated episode. Today, I got one of my best friends in the world for you. I got my dog, Ken Kirk, one-third of the Sporty Thieves. This is a really, really special episode. More shit that I've always wanted to communicate. Sporty Thieves were out in like the late 90s. They're from Yonkers, which was just 10 minutes from the Bronx. And they were boss fitters, you know, like all the joints I would hear from them on mixtapes, they were just going crazy. But they were most known for this song, No Pigeons, which was a parody from TLC's No Scrubs. And I ended up linking up with them in the studio back in 99. And that was how Kirk and I met. And we've been cool ever since, man. But this story is really dope. It connects on a lot of levels. Um, They got a bunch of classic joints. So this was just a lot of fun and something that I was honored to present. You know, I know King doesn't do a lot of interviews. um, So thank you for jumping on the show. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Like, comment. Tap into wineandhiphop.com, support the show, and without further ado, meet my man, King Kirk. We got King Kirk from the Sporty yes, Thieves yes, in the yes, building. Yes, 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 Wine and hip-hop, man. This is, yes, this, is, sir. this is a real fly one. It's a long, very long time coming. Um, we got a lot of history, you know what I'm saying? We gonna get into this shit. Man, there's so much people don't know, man, like the, the, the vibes, the young Thanos the Showtime and Sporty Thieves history, man. So you got to go back to the Showtime. That shit goes far, go, goes way far back. Back, um, what, like 2000? 99? His luck favorite line. Showtime is here. My, <laughs> my fault. Yo. My, the wait yo, is over. Yo, a lot, a lot of y'all don't know, man. I was low-key halfway a part of Sporty Thieves right. for like... Facts, 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 That was. It was the um. It was working on the Sporty Thieves and the Crooks album. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So y'all, y'all dig far enough, y'all can find an old Showtime verse on there. Facts. Um, Fire. But we with the legend King Kirk, one third of the Sporty Thieves, um, Yonkers legends, uh, and you know this is a very dope show. I'm hyped to do this. I think that the streets want this. Um, you know, aside from us going so far back, you were actually the very first um uh hip hop artist at one of our tastings. Our very first crew love tasting. I had the shit in my crib. Um, it was a fly joint. Uh you painted live there. You know, we're gonna get into your um all of the the sides of your artistry, but it was a dope joint, man. So I definitely appreciate you and your support over the years. Um, you know, you definitely saw the the talent in me and always inspired me and, and pushed me along. So I appreciate that, man. Especially mm-hmm. in this podcast endeavor and everything we've been doing, man. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't know this, man, but I'll be chopping it up with this dude for hours. Like we got there. we almost, got plenty almost, of podcasts. Almost every day. <laughs> Word. Oh, yeah. Word. So um, but we but how you feeling, man? How how's everything going with you, bro? I just want to say thanks to be here. You know what I'm saying? Um, R.I.P. Marlon Brando. Facts. Always. Hip hop salute. Big dudes. What up, huh? <laughs> Word. So we got toasted up, man. It's wine and hip hop, bro. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Um, you got to sh- show me how to hold this the right Oh, way. yeah, yeah. So That's I, the so, hardest part. Boom. You want to hold this by the stem. Okay. Very important you hold it by the stem. Okay. Um, you know, one that looks cool as shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You want to be on your player shit. You, okay. you don't look crazy pink. Yep. But also, um, you don't want the temperature from your body to throw off the ideal serving temperature of the wine. Right? So that's the reason why you hold it by the stem. Yeah, exactly. And not, not by the, what is it called? The neck? What um, is it called right here? 
Consider the ass or the glass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The booty. You don't grab nah, but um I I don't know the actual technical term. As long as it's a female, I don't ask. Speaking of females, fuck I look like nah nah nah. So, um, but um but yeah, man, so you know, um I we talked about this a lot. I really wanted to do this show because I think that um people have misconceptions about you and the sporty thieves. And, um, you know, really what the focus of your music has been for your entire career. You know what I'm saying? Like people feel like it's, you just dis, y'all just dissing girls all the time, you right. know? So to catch my, um, my wine crowd up, if you're not familiar with Sporty Thieves, um, uh, I want to say, what year is that? 98? 98. 98. They dropped this song called, these guys come out of nowhere. They got this song called Cheapskate. It was fire. And it was guys talking about, being broke, but well, not <laughs> being being cheap. <laughs> in the new mall with a few bras in the shoe store, cop the new cars and jumped in the two door with the blue velour shirt open with the chain showing. Where's going to not be range over with the waves blowing? Stay holding. Just in the back whispering. Now I'm listening. This my car. Y'all sitting in. Speak up. How dare y'all think I can't hear y'all? Any more talk? Y'all. And and still, you know, hollering at shorties and, and, and living that life, like dealing with what comes with that of being broke in that time. Because that was a time when everybody was ballers, you know. So y'all came out saying like, nah, we not balling. And this is how we get treated, <laughs> you know. So um, there was that. There was a cheapskate. And then there was also pigeons. In front of the club, I see this girl like your love. Thought she said thug, but she called me a scrub. Scrub? What? She must have tucked me a joke. Broke pigeon head freak. Lucky I spoke. This ain't my Benz, this my man's, yeah. But this ain't my car, like that ain't your hair. Which a lot of people uh, know you guys for. It was a parody from TLC's No Scrubs, and um, it was like a comeback joint where y'all was speaking. Um, TLC had a song No Scrubs where they were um, talking about dudes that didn't have it and saying like, "Yo, if you ain't getting bread, you you a scrub. Right. You ain't got your own car, you a scrub." Um, and so look, I was a, a young dude at that time. I ain't have my own car. There's no way I could afford it, right. obviously. But, um, you know, uh, you, you hear that and it's like, damn, I'm in fucking like, like ninth grade. And they're like, damn, if I ain't got a whip, I'm a bum. Right. Like, what's right. the shorties in school going to say? Right. You know what I'm saying? No other dudes was doing it like that, you know, until a couple of years later. But you guys came out and spoke from a place of, um, of, uh, uh, respect from that like y'all was like yo i don't care if i don't got it you're gonna have to respect me no matter what okay. um and so it caused a little a little controversy you know what i'm saying like i feel like you guys were because that was the song that people knew you for i feel like it typecasted y'all a little bit so this this episode is about misconceptions mm. you know the, the the strange thing is that when we finished the album um I didn't want Cheapskate to be the single. You know, coming from a YO background, just spitting bars and going in hard. I was like, worst come to worst, let's make it Spy Hunter. Mm. You know, um, but we wanted obviously like the hard YO bar spitting shit. Uh, what is it called? Raw footage. Mm -hmm. You know, shout out to um, Trash Gaddafi on that joint. Mm. We wanted that type of zone. I wanted that type of zone. And that's just the part where we got to understand that Certain songs is not marketable to the masses, but to you know, just coming up, I'm like market marketable. Mm. We spitting bars, you know what I'm saying? So shit is hot. What you mean? Um, I forget the exact person who I was arguing with in the studio. It could have been all of everybody, you know, any, everybody in the label. They was like, "Well, Cheapskate is the hottest joint," and I straight up told them, "I said, listen, if Cheapskate is the single, I'm not gonna be at the video shoot." And at the meetings. Got mute, just like you just did. It's got mute. <laughs> Brand looked at me, Jules looked at me. And I said, well, I guess there won't be no video shoot. And then, I don't know, I think it was my man. I think it was, I think it was either Darren or Hendo. Well, it won't be no sporty thieves then. And that was kind of the dead silence of the studio. And I left. I mean, you know, at the time, me and one of my shorties, we stepped out. She's like, can I tell you something? That's my favorite song. I said, that's your favorite song. What's your favorite song? Cheapskate. That's the best song on the project. I like a lot of this stuff, you know, but I'm a girl. 
I said, so you you agree with everybody in that studio? And she was like, yeah, that's our, that's my favorite song. I said, wow, I played myself in the studio. <laughs> I said, yo, I said, but it's about girls and I'm, you know, we, we want to come all in. Kurt, that's the best song on the album. As far as marketable. It had that bounce, though. It had that bounce, bro. I listened to it again. I said, hold on. But this is who I am. Why am I mad at this song? I made this song. Cheapskate was one of my songs when I was a young, you know what I mean? Right, like right, right. coming up in the hood, that's what I used to call myself. Cause we was all cats from the block, we wasn't holding like that. We was regularly do. I said, like, why am I mad at this song? So I, I, I played it back a back hundred times. And I said, yo, hold on, I'm wrong. Mm. I apologize. And wow. went to the store, I said, yo, I ain't, I'm gonna let y'all do the marketing. I'm just an artist trying to follow his dream. Mm. Did that? Did were you were you more so surprised because um, you just thought lyrically that wasn't the joint, or was it because it was a fee- y'all were taught y'all were dissing females, but it was a female that told you that that was the hottest song? Like yo, like let me just let my wild people really understand the level of disrespect that was on this. Wait, wait, wait! Before you say that, <laughs> we wasn't dissing. We was just speaking for the men, right, 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 who right. talk like that. <laughs> Think about it. Look, look, look in the barbershop. And the, look, lady, ladies, in the hair salon, y'all talk, y'all power phrase when y'all talk about us. So that song was right. just an expression of how we was talking in the hood. <laughs> Yo, here's the thing. The level of disrespect on this track, right? Like, doobs. Doobs? D for disrespectful doobs, right? Like, <laughs> doobs is the most disrespectful rapper I've ever heard on Wax. Yeah, shot callers, nigga. Sporty thieves, nigga. Uh, funk flex. Check it out. Every once in a while, get on my silly shit. Me and my affiliates. And rocked up. Head up a club with the Phillies lit. Buy out the bar, nah, bitch. I ain't really rich. My thing be heady, cause I be drunk already. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is. This was like what was being said in that song. So. And I know you, so I, 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 we gonna get into yeah. the layers and the complexities yeah. in that, just like the layers and complexity in this rose. I'm just saying. Um, but the complexities in that, uh, like tell me about like the response y'all was getting. Like the record drops, now you in the club. <laughs> Check it out. The women like this song more than the men. But you gotta think about the time we was in. Think about what was before us. Mm. It ain't no fun. They were singing that. Right. Snoop Dogg, bitches ain't shit, but women were singing that because they know it's another side of a woman that they got girlfriends that's moving in a specific way. Mm. So it's an alter ego. Like some girls know they had a past or things that, you know, women do they thing too. So they understood the magnitude of the song. Actually, at that time, it wasn't even that disrespectful. Right. It just was kind of like a power phrase thought. But again, think about bitches ain't shit, but hoes yeah. and shout out to Snoop Dogg. But think about how hard that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what I'm saying is that was just the time we was in. Expression. We talking about the worst type of female. Mm-hmm. We not. We wasn't talking about all, but you're right. We was hitting it hard because that's what we felt. Right. So when I said that, I ain't buying none of course. Yeah, that's how I was feeling. <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day... They know what they want. Nah, you know what line hit? You know what what line hit? Put girls in my car by dropping all fast for me. So what you giving up? Ass honey or gas money? Because think about it. It's about who getting who first. Right. They trying to come up. We trying to come up. It's a game. It's a lot of situations. Mm. I could go back to I got robbed. Yeah. For those off, Aaron gone. Mm. Who got who first? Where shorty go? (laughs) So she people, you know what I'm saying? So these 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 cases was real life real situations. Shit. So tell me about like the energy, right? Like, were there any um like when y'all were putting the, together pigeons, right? Like, so tell me about like the studio session of pigeons. Boom, you come in like, yo, guys, I got this idea. Let's do this. Like, what was that? What how did that happen? Pigeons in general? Creatively, yeah. That one was, you know, it's it's a deeper story. You know, Flex called us on pigeons. Mm. That was more of a, <clears throat> it came from Cheapskate. The seed came from Cheapskate. Bottom line, he called up my peoples. They said, I want to speak to Sporty Thieves. I got to holler at them boys. 
um, franchise. Shout out to Funkmaster Flex too. We went to franchise and he was like, fellas, um, I like y'all. Y'all cool. I didn't at the beginning. Cheapskate was my record when I firm, when I, when I, when I did my research. But at the beginning, I wasn't really feeling y'all. But Cheapskate was hot. When I play Cheapskate, it's a vibe that I get in the club from the ladies and the men. Mm-hmm. It's an energy. I don't know if you heard this song called Scrubs, but there's an energy coming from the females that I think y'all could play with. I don't know what it is, but it's a dude in my record pool, DJ Rule, that did something that I think that y'all might want to... I'm like, all right, what is it? So he said, he's going to play this record. So he let us hear the record. As soon as he put it on, I, read, I knew the zone he was talking about. Yeah. I said, oh, he just wants us to do us. Right, right, right. I already <laughs> saw the energy because just that week before, I got shitted on in the club <laughs> by a chick saying something similar. I'm like, oh, that happened to me already. <laughs> and he like, so y'all, I said, put us in the studio. I already know what we're going to do. Say no more. Went to the studio. Pigeons, because the word was already a word I said in the hood for years. That's yeah. the lowest bird. That's the worst bird. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst Yo, bird. Pigeon, pigeons, and the thing is, pigeons is thorough too. They hard. Like pigeons will they, walk up in your shit. They, they hard. <laughs> and they take it from <laughs> And they living right there. They, live right, they, might, they might actually be in a war somewhere. Shit right on your joint, like bomb, man. Exactly. And they chilling there. They right there, it's like, what up? There, look down on you, like. You gotta respect them. <laughs> So yeah. the so the song was already formulated. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So wow, so so Flex, so Funkmaster Flex was the catalyst for that. Yeah, he called us up. Shout wow. out to Funkmaster Flex. That's crazy. 100%. So so now, you know, now it's like starting to kind of become a thing and I feel like now y'all are starting to get known for the guys that are saying, you know, coming back at females about the things that um, you know, a lot of guys are made to feel insecure about, you know what you I'm know saying? Dudes, uh, we, I think at that point, and I was really moving mentally like that. We all started off where we was trying to do the, hey, how you doing, sweetheart? And the regular conversations. And the, you start realizing the aggressive talk, that, you know, the, the confident talk is what women was, a, was really respecting. And at the end of the day, when you grow into that, you start going, you know what? This is what I feel. So it was just an expression. That was like the bird, the girls we didn't really care about. Then you got the, 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 the wifey type of chicks that was, mm-hmm. but it was a way you categorize them. So that energy was just based off of a mold. So Chiefscape was built off that energy, and then Pigeons was the same thing. If we talking about the same type of woman, get him, get up out of here with that. You know what I'm saying? So we just used that same energy and formulated it. So it was not really different. So now I feel like so this is this is to me where the complexity comes in. Um, and you know, we'll we'll I I want to talk break down the wine side of this and why I chose this. So here. We're drinking um, uh, Tempier Bando uh, Rosé 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from the, you know, south of France, uh, in Provence. Bando is a town in uh, Provence, well-known area for um, Rosé. In this area, this uh, particular domain, they A1, they classics, you know what I'm saying? And this is an aged Rosé. Mm-hmm. Usually, Rosés come like non-vintage. You know, so I wanted to choose an aged rosé particularly because, you know, people don't really do that. You know why? Because rosé, I think, is usually typecasted. Wine ages well based on complexity. You know what I'm saying? If it doesn't start out complex, then it's not going to become more complex over time. You know, and I think that people assume that rosé tends to not have much complexity. Now, the song that you chose was um, What I Look Like. Why you can't uh-huh. buy me a drink, uh-huh. buy me a mink, right. pay for my link, right. pay for my rent, uh-huh. pay for my cab, uh-huh. at least go half, uh-huh. throw me some cash, uh-huh. throw me some ass, right. fill my belly right. with shrimp and spaghetti, uh-huh. take me to the telly, uh-huh. let me use your celly, uh-huh. take me to the movie, uh-huh. take me to Bloomy, right. buy me jewelry, right. buy me some cooch, uh-huh. buy me a coupe, uh-huh. feed me some fruit, uh-huh. buy me some suits, uh-huh. buy me some Boots, right. pay for my cut, right. fuck when I wanna fuck, uh-huh. lick me up, why don't you uh-huh. come pick me up, why don't uh-huh. you meet me here, uh-huh. and meet me there, right. pay my fear, right. pay for my bill, uh-huh. pay my phone, uh-huh. pay for my loan, uh-huh. make me moan, uh-huh. take me home. Right. You know the joint that came after 
um, Cheapskate Why came you after can't Pitches. Buy me a drink. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is a classic. You know what I'm saying? Quintessential hood classic. Just like, you know, um, uh, Rose from Provence, quintessential. This producer, um, Domain Tempier, definitely a, a quintessential Rose producer. Um, but, you know, the complexity, right? And what I think this is kind of where we get into the story. One, this, this rosé has great complexity, a bunch of different layers. So this is also going to age and get better over time. Um, you can appreciate rosé, I think, on a bunch of different levels. The color, for one, really stands out a lot more than like white wine. And I think about, or like a lot of red wines, that hue has more opportunity to flex and be, be pretty and be bright. And people don't really think about how many different levels you can appreciate wine on. You can appreciate wine the way that it smells. You People buy cologne based on the way that it smells alone. You can appreciate wine the way that it looks. People buy paintings alone based on the way that they look. You can appreciate based on how it tastes. People buy shit based on how... So you can appreciate this on so many different levels. So rosé is special just in that, right? So that's just one area of complexity that you can appreciate rosé. Now, I think about that record, what I look like. I think about the Sporty Thieves and the misconceptions around you guys. Like, one, that you guys are like woman haters or something like that. You know, they wouldn't know, like, you know what I'm saying? You were like a relationship dude. Like, 90% of the conversations we have is about relationships. You love your daughters. You know what I'm saying? You raise strong daughters. So, like, there are all these misconceptions about you guys, especially with regard to like the content, guys making a lot of jokes and things like that, you don't really look at them as bar spitters per se. That's not the first, you think of them as funny guys, but you don't realize bar spitters gotta be funny too. Now, the album that Cheapskate was featured on, um, Street Cinema, was a very, very deep conceptual album. Every single song was a story. It was like you showed up at a movie theater and there was a, every song was a different movie. We swam up, all I seen was Kirk shoot the man up. Damn, time for the planet. More men in suits ran up. Kirk put his hands up. He acting like he surrendered. Yo, we seen this intended to help. That's why he pretended. Climb the board, they bowl with they cope. Kirk faking. Got an each hand fully armed like Troy Aikman. Took two out. Bullets ricocheting. I ain't playing. Toss one gun to Kirk and continue to keep spraying. Yo, he saw me reaching. I went behind the boat creeping. Now I'm thinking. I hope he's sleeping. We both keepin' like fuck the others. He saw me, I seen him, so I ran in a boat and shot him when he leaned in. Semi auto glaze, blaze. I'm thinking my arm raised. Peel back the last Guido, blood leaking through my speedo. And I'm talking layered, detailed stories about random shit, like these dudes being um, uh, guys robbing the mob on boats and shit like that. To to things that dealt with more emotional things, like dealing with death. And it was an album that required a lot of talent. And to me, that's where the complexity comes in. Because just like you mentioned, there was that single that was going to get you guys known. But at the same time, it also set off a trend that pushed you definitely deeper into that, like, you know, that realm of, of what people were getting to know you for and what people really like. But they didn't think about all these other things. Like, you guys came up in that era of, very, very post lock, very post um Lost Boys, you know what I'm saying? Locks era, you know what I'm saying? Y'all all from DMX. Like this is the era that you guys are from. So the bars are there. I hope you understand the, the comparison and why I thought that that fit for this. Um, so now your career gets into this space where like what I look like for um so pigeons blows up now. Now tell me about what kind, what happens next, and how, um, what what type of energy was coming at you based on what type of music you guys were putting out. Well, when Pigeons came out, it was we didn't expect it to do. First of all, what it did. What I learned through just the creative process is, you just put you out, and people are gonna take what they want. Mm. And what I realized at the end, they took what was really, really presently me. Yeah, I was a writer, and we could make creative songs like Spy Hunter. We could spit wild bars in the hood. But what was in my soul was the whole male versus female controversy. Mm. My father been married three times. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody around me, you know, you know, fatherless, you know, um, single, single mother. It's a lot going on 
that gave it, even the women. Right. Father's not there. So that was our upbringing, dealing with that whole male versus, not male versus female, but male and that related, that, that, that convoluted male-female thing that we all got going on in the hood. Right. So when pigeons came, it just magnified that, that energy and people felt what was going on in our souls. They felt when I said, in front of the club, I see this girl like, yo, love, I, that really happened. And she really made me feel a specific <laughs> way. So I'm like, so people felt that. Like, yo, not only these dudes are making, they're entertaining me, but that's hard. When I realized hard is yourself, it's who you are, it was like, oh, I don't have a problem with this. But yeah, I felt a little bit, damn, I wish they was a little bit on, like you said, the street cinema a little bit more, because mm. we was a little bit deeper than just that. I started realizing, no, people want what they want. Mm. And after that, it was like, all right, we got two fans now. We got the fans who want to hear King Kirk, the, the, the spokesman for men, I would say, mm. at that time. Ooh, the spokesman for men. You going to own that? You going to win? Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> No, nah, I'm going to keep it true with you. Now, nah, no, I'm not putting words in your mouth, right? But I'm going to keep it true with you. From the other side of that, mm. at that time, for who I was in my life, King Kirk was the spokesman for what I was wow. going through. See? You and, know what and, I'm and, and people like yourself told me that, and, and, and I didn't want to own talk, that because on, I didn't understand it. On top it. of that, like, to that point, it's like, you know, it's like you meant, like you mentioned, these records ain't one-dimensional. You can feel like, like this in a moment, like one single moment. You can feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't my car. Like, that ain't your head. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can feel like that in a moment, but that's not how you overall feel about women. No. You know what I'm saying? Again, I got, I got two daughters. You know what I mean? Mother right there, like, yo, how do you, this? how do you, how do you talk to your daughters about your music? Hmm, that was real rough at the beginning. You know, like, even currently, my youngest daughter. She she didn't really like understand it like that. How how old was she when she was having this this conversation? This happened to be my daughter right now. Now it's what kind of nine years old, and just recently, she said to me recently, "Daddy, all that stuff happened to you." I turned around like, "What are you talking about?" I didn't even know she could decode it. She said, "Yeah, all that stuff you rapping about," and I said, "Okay, here we go. It's that time," <laughs> and I said, "Yeah." Nigga, like, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this shit since 98. <laughs> I said, how long have you been understanding every time you play it? I said, so all of this time, I thought I had it low. I thought I was playing it low, quietly. He said, no, I know. I listen. I'm like, okay. So I just keep it a thousand. This is what I felt. This is how I express myself. And the last thing she asked me was, why you curse so much? I'm like, I don't know. It's just the way I express my art. Yeah. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I try to take it out, but it don't sound as good. One day, maybe I'll get better. Okay. That was it, though. She was cool <laughs> with that. So I just say, just keeping it a thousand. How, how about your older daughters? Like, how do, you, mm. how do you, how do those discussions go? I think my oldest got her thoughts. She don't really talk about it a lot. I know, <laughs> I know certain things she don't approve because she might think it's probably... I'm, it's probably direct towards a certain zone, right, right. not knowing this is, is like a general, but I think she probably has more questions, but she don't really talk about it though. Copy. But she grew up listening to it direct because she was right there, Yeah. but she probably don't, you know what I mean? So I, if you had to assume, right, <laughs> if you had to assume, if you had to like think, just knowing her, how do you think she processed these records? Knowing you... And knowing you as a dad in a way that nobody else knows you, but at the same time, she's hearing this part of you that might be difficult to hear from a father. My daddy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is he's, he's either, either brutally honest or he's crazy. That's but she understands the entertainment part, too. You right. know what I'm saying? Because she knows who I am at the end of the day. Every woman in my family, female in my family, know how I move. They know I ain't kicking chicks out of the car. I ain't doing it. Come on, I like, think about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? What's the average person doing that unless something happened to you? Again, that's the specific type of woman we talking about. And it's scenarios where it happens, but it's, it's a, you know, it, it calls for it. So it's not just a general pimp app. Yeah. I never forget one day. This is when I knew things was real. We was in 40, I was in 42nd Street, or maybe 34th Street. I'm chilling. Me and Brand. 
out of nowhere, this dude with a, a, a pink fur walks up. He said, I love y'all niggas, man. Fuck them bitches. <laughs> I almost spit my wife. Went a bad joint next to him. <laughs> Get that fucking money, my niggas. I'm like, nah, it's not that shit. <laughs> and at that point, I said, wow. But his mindset was, you speaking for that person. But he was a pimp, though. Yeah. He was a pimp. But I'm, see, that's you know the I mean? craziest shit about a, that. Cause it's like y'all have to live because that it, it became so so big. You have to constantly live in that moment, even though you maybe you just felt like that was second. You constantly have to live in that moment, and then like you think about like Hov got songs like Big Pimpin'. You know why? Love them, fuck them, love them, leave them, cause I don't fucking need them. Take them out the hood, keep them looking good, but I don't fucking feed them. All of these rappers got like super disrespectful shit. And it exists in the catalogs, vice versa. You know, female rappers the other way as well. Make it make sense. What the fuck I look like arguing with a hoe can make rent? What the fuck I look like arguing about some dick that don't trick? Only thing I got to offer is some pussy he can lick. Or some money I can spend if it ain't third then he ain't it. Ayy, holla if I ain't finished, finna let off my blick. How you stunning like your daddy and your daddy ain't shit? It's funny. And when you think about the percentage of the records that you guys actually talked about that type of stuff versus all the records that you did, it's like 2%, 3%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just that's what made the impact. So what do you what what's what's your take on all that? Because like I know you as the incredibly artistic person, like the painter, the rapper, music producer, photographer, video director. He Jamaican, so he got a hundred jobs. <laughs> we do it all. We did everything in this whole thing right here. Everybody. We all, right? But all that said, I think that um, you know, what how do you feel about the overall the overall way that a lot of people perceive you versus the the artist that you are? Sometimes it used to bother me a lot. It used to be like, damn, I wish they could. It only really, really bothers me when somebody go. Yo, y'all the dudes that diss all the women. Like, why we can't be the dudes that express what you feel when you mad? Or you feel when you go through a situation? They got it one-sided. Because that person, don't get me wrong, is justifiable. When you mad, you need something to, to, to relate to. You need something to go to. Right. And we was the go-to. So it bothers me that sometimes we was the go-to just for that. And they just take it one-sided and take out the whole other picture. And they use it like, you know what, man, fuck all these bitches. I hear you because... Your situation might have called for it, but don't hold me all the time as the person that helped you feel that way. That's the only time it throws me off. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's like, and they hold that zone. Respectfully so, because that was the energy we produced creating the song, because that's what we felt. We wanted to, it's a song called Lady Killers, and you remember that vividly probably. Yeah. That's, that shows the other side mm -hmm. where we talking about right. a, 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 a beautiful woman that we want to call our own conceptually. They didn't want that though. Mm. So it's like, nah, I don't want that. I want it for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. listening to Eddie Murphy or Richard Richard Pryor. Mm. You want to hear them niggas at their rawest point when yeah. they just going in. You don't want to hear them talking about positivity all You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's cool, yeah. Yeah. but you want to hear curses. Like, I love new Jay-Z. I love new Jay-Z. Jay-Z is my favorite rapper, always will be all-time everything. But I prefer Big Pimp and Jay-Z. I prefer Jay-Z still talking about crack and you know, like I do. And look, that ain't how I live my life. I'm four 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 hove. But at the same time, I wanna hit jigger with the rolly in the vest. So all of this pretty much brings us to the the trend the, the record that you selected here to talk about. Um what I look like. AKA fuck I look like, the back in the day version where you could only find it on YouTube with the mixtape DJ on it. When I, it's probably nah, it's not my favorite sporty record of all time, but it's fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? I, that was one of them joints. Like, it just made you feel good. The production, the lyrics, everything. And, um, you know, you my dude and everything. But Brando, that motherfucker flames every track. And he's usually the best verse on every song. 
Marlon Brando, I'm on and dead or alive in Cuba Me shot up in Afghanistan was a rumor We rocked Teflon, insulated levers Plain Berettas were built in laser better Parachute off the project roof, wearing a suit Take my shoes off in midair and land in boots I was sent with a Clinton mask on to kill With a skill passed on from Jim Hopper's will But you shitted on everybody on this track On what? Fuck I look on like? On Fuck I Look Like And you got the most iconic verse Every time when somebody thinks about Fuck I Look Like Or even when they think about sport Thieves. That's why you can't buy me a drink Buy me a mink Yo fam, I remember the point in my life At that point we was driving You know what I'm saying This is me hanging out in Mount Vernon a lot So when, when he said that Hurry sucking dudes off in the Vernon I'm like yo, you know what I'm saying I thought about who that might be You know what I'm saying I ain't gonna say no names right now But you know I thought about who that might be And um, But it was just an amazing record It was a perfect song And again, we, we talk about complexity and misconceptions and age worthiness like you think it's a people might assume it's a surface level song you know it's a fun you know guys joking around but you saying a lot of real shit that truly resonated with people to this day to the point where people consistently continue to remix that song generation after generation it continues to be relevant and a, a big standout part of that song is that verse that why you can't buy me a drink where basically you just you flip gender roles and ask the question why why do I always have to do this to, like it really hit me when um you know pay for my, my cut, cut. Right. fuck when I wanna fuck uh -huh. slick me up why don't uh -huh. you come pick me up why don't uh -huh. you meet me here uh -huh. and meet me there right. pay my fear right. pay for my bill uh -huh. pay my phone uh -huh. pay for my loan uh -huh. make me moan uh -huh. take me home right. it's just the constant inconvenience of needing to be a man and there's never the 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 uh, the, the give to that take it's always it's always um take, not give. And it can feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but again, art is supposed to um I think that art is supposed to explain the nuances of, of life that you can't articulate into a sentence. You're able to articulate a feeling that you feel in one second over three minutes and thirty-three seconds. You know what I'm saying? That is the a perfect song, that's art. And um what I look like did that, you know what I'm saying? So Let's talk about that a little bit from like, you know, creating that record, like same situation. Now you come through um, at that point, were you the uh, the main producer for Sporty Thieves or like how, how was that working? When I did what I looked like, that record is kind of multifaceted because uh, it was done three times. It was originally my solo record. <clears throat> you know, I recorded in the basement yelling, you know what I'm saying? Just frustrated one day. So, like, had, well, do you come from a situation like yo? Fuck this. Yo, the situation. I tell a lot of people. They they um they laugh. Um, you remember the tunnel? Yeah. <clears throat> the tunnel, the hardest, best place to be back then. Star studded. You know, straight raw dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was the first night. Um, I can't say the first night, but when they started at three hundred ladies free thing, <laughs> that changed the game. Change the game, change the game. So I never forget. We passed the block, and they had a strategy. They let the they let the women wait. So the men are passing, going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it don't matter what the cover charge is, you're gonna pay because you see what's about to happen. Right. So I never forget the night. <clears throat> we go in there. I said, "Tonight I'm gonna be the drunkest because this is different." 300 free off the rip. We getting washed, bent over. It got so packed. I said, this is, all, this is all win because it was more women than men. So me at that time, I, got, I had on a little leather outfit. I was doing my little, I don't know, little fake Michael Jackson type of mm -hmm. fly shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Got something from Ford and Roll. Not Michael Jackson, but you know the leather, the, yeah, you know the leather yeah, at the time. Yeah. But you know, I had the little collar, so mm -hmm. I felt I was on some little, was fly. I was bad. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson bad, huh? So I never forget. Um, I want to say again, I just, I was too twisted, but I know Biggie. And then was in the house. You know, I didn't know Biggie and them at the time. We wasn't even on. This was just regular. And the vibe in there changed with the women. 
So the average night, you don't get me wrong, everybody doing them, but the one I was looking at, light skin, red bone, Brooklyn joint. I'm like, yo, I'm on shorty. I walk up to her. As soon as I went to open my mouth, no broke ass niggas, not tonight. <laughs> Everything is over there. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing that <laughs> over there is where Puff and, and, and I'm sitting there like, and I'm like, and I was speechless. Yeah. Remember the whole vibe, I thought it was a winning night because yeah. the whole, she took my whole soul. And I was like, damn, I'm not bad. And I just lost my, she stripped my whole confidence. And I just sat back and sipped the whole night. I was frustrated. <laughs> when I got home, I just went in. Why you can't pop? That was the energy behind that. Oh, man. <laughs> so it came from a place of, and it was compounding. These type of women, specific women that most of us young black men is trying. We want that. We want what you like. You want what you want. Right, right. But the ones that you want is get up out of here, you broke ass nigga. Mm. Get some money, man. Yeah. And see, and that's why I think it's interesting because, you know, you got that's that's a, a conversation going around a lot online, especially right now. You know, you got like dudes like Kevin Samuels, you know, now kind of like speaking back as a counter to that. And it's just like all this, you know, men versus female energy happening. So it's just interesting to see that that's still, you know, that conversation still happens. Right it's just, now. It's, to me, it's, it's bad. Like you could think it, but they was power phrasing it. They, they, when they, when they set out to hit you with that, it hurts. Yeah. Like, damn, I'm inadequate. You start feeling like, yo, what I'm gonna do? Cause that's what I want. Mm. But they shitting on you. And that energy is what produces that thing. So that's why people like us at that time, men was gravitating because nobody knew how to express that. We as artists right. said, nah, we, we, this is what we thinking right now. Fuck you. Right. Buy, buy me it. You know what I'm saying? This is what we thinking to that type of woman. Right, right, so right. men like yourself at the time is like, yeah, yeah. that's what I feel. <laughs> Ain't nobody giving me that because everybody's just trying to sell a record, making everything look good mm. and feel good just to get in. No, speak yeah. what you want. And when I came to find out that was the interesting part that made them like us, I yeah. said, oh, it's lit. Y'all like when I talk like this. Because now when I, don't get me wrong, we wasn't on after that song or I wasn't on after that song I, I made. People just started going, yo, Kirk, that's your hottest joint. I'm like, it's my hottest song. So, so um, what I look like came before the King Kirk version. Okay. I, I put it out and um, I dropped a little EP and the hood started feeling it. I put it on vinyl. The vinyl was flying off the shelves. Mm. People was calling me. Record pools was going, yo, I don't know what this record is. So around that time, we was making a little traction. And then 40 Thieves, I formed a group. Because I was, I was trying to do more like a little compilation thing at the time, me being a producer. You a compilation dude. Yeah, bring, bring the energy together. Word, word. Because I felt I'm better with more than just myself. Right, That's right. just how I feel today. Mm -hmm. So what happened was, as I was formulating the whole sporty thing, sporty thief thing, that record was just always my, my, my record that everybody went, yo, that's your hardest. But I like where you're going. So when I formulated Sporty Thieves and things started to grow, I kind of knew one day we might have to merge that record with the with the Sporty thing, but I just didn't have a reason. Right. It was just my classic that I had before anything. Mm -hmm. And then skip all the way to Pigeons. When Pigeons went to the roof, Flex was like, yo, we need another record. I looked in his eyes, I said, you sure? You ready for another record? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, I got it. Yeah. He said, I said, fuck, I look like. He scratched his head, fuck, I look he like He heard it already at that point? This was the deep part. I said the verse, he said, oh shit, that's that record. When I'm in um, Patterson, New Jersey, they love that record out there. I was like, that's the soul. I was like, cause I didn't even know. That's Me the and my vinyl was already moving, Flex already heard it as King Kirk, the solo artist. Wow. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put the thieves, put all of us on there. And then I did the remix with all of us on there. So the version that everybody knows now is actually the remix. That's the remix. The version um, with myself is the original version. Copy. And they can find the um, the solo version with you on the... You can actually catch that too if you type it in. Type in original. Copy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, so um, why didn't that make it on the first album? You know what? At that time, again, it was still my solo song. We wasn't in that attitude, in that mode. Not to say that zone. It was more like... 
First of all, we didn't know that lane. We were in creation mode. Yeah. Anything we were straight street cinema storytelling when we was trying to formulate the sporty thieves. Mm-hmm. So that was just my old record. It was a classic. It wasn't like you're currently do that over with the thieves. If anything, that was the cheapskate. Right. That we tried to put in the Sporty Thieves project. So the same energy was, you know what, Kirk, you you did you got this alter ego right here. Mm-hmm. And Cheapskate was the version for Sporty Thieves. Yeah. So Fuck I Look Like was still just my solo. I actually had a solo deal that came through that. Wow. Record. Dope before, solo. Before Sporty. Right as Sporty signed. They wanted King Kirk the solo artist because of that record. Mm-hmm. And contractually, they was like, nah, conflict of interest, which I still think should have happened. It'll yeah, be like a mini- like in today's de- deals, they would have figured that out. Hell yeah, because that would have just made more energy right. towards the entity of what we was trying to create. But again, contractually and all that other legal bullshit yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. So like, so um, so what I look like, you know, even like right now today, this record is still rocking. Exactly. Now the interesting part about all of this is, like, you know, we just talk through, you know. Basically, you guys like entire time up in the limelight, you know what I'm saying? And it's like I feel like uh, what I look like is a culmination of all of that. It's like the best parts of all of what you guys did, you know, because especially yo, the production is so unique, bro. Like it's very definitive sporty thieves like no one else has that sound. I think true talent with with hip hop artists comes when. They create a sound that's so unique to them that anybody else that does it, it just it sounds like they should like outcast. Nobody can recreate outcast sound. It's just it's space music. That's what the fuck they should sound like. You know, you got a lot of people trying to recreate Drake's sound, that like echoey, hollow kind of beat, but he talking like just real calm, grown man. So like a lot of artists are trying to like recreate that, but that's Drake's sound, you know what I'm saying? So the drums, everything. I think that that really fit what you guys do well, man. And um, so it, it still lives on today, man. Like, what do you say when people still reach out to you about this record and like and redo it in, in their versions? What's your thoughts about like how it continues to live on? The amazing thing is the record doesn't die. Get tagged almost every two, three days about the record or with another um. Another house party, another and cookout. Another one, most females like that record the most. The crazy thing is, my whole career been like that. Every record they like more than the men do. That's what everybody don't understand. But you also be getting fried by the feet. Like, but they, like didn't, you know what? They just saying it because it's like a humorous thing to say. They don't want to play the record. They stream the record more than men do. Real talk. Now, fuck. I look like I gotta say it's more of a New York isolated record. But even the ones who tag me, the majority yeah. of the people that tag me are women. Yeah. Because they understand what we saying, especially my verse. Why you can't. It's like, okay, we get it. Um, so me and this dude have probably talked for more than like a hundred hours. I don't even know. Like two, three hour conversations all the time. Um, so there's a lot more podcasts in there. <laughs> I'm sure we only, we only scratching the surface right now, you know, but, um, tell me. So what's, what is your main focus right now? What is, what we we talked a lot about the past. Like, tell me about King Kirk right now. Right now, I just realized at the end of the day, the art speaks for itself. You know, um, art is one of these things where I discovered where, you know, you don't have to do too much speaking. It speaks on its own. So when I do things like uh, sketching, it just like tells a story. So I'm just in a state of mind is telling my, telling the story through my art. Mm. You know, um, as far as musically, of course, we still creating. We hitting the road um, this year. We're going to start doing the old school tours and traveling state to state. We finally going to put out the record you guys want, which is the what I look like, mm. what I look like. And um, I think through the music um, at this point, because I feel 100 percent with this whole like this conversation me and you was just having with the whole male, female. I think. Being life is so convoluted within that zone, that's the approach I wanna I wanna go in, which is making movies based off relationships. Why, you know, I I I met or um I'm doing a lot of interviews now with women right. and I'm realizing, you know, why they're single. You know what I mean? I'm realizing why men are saying, damn, I can't find a good girl or you know, uh, I'm just, I just can't get it right. I realize why they single. Right. You know, a lot of cats is they money ain't right. And it's a form of laziness going on. You don't want to do specific. So I think that energy I want to bring to the forefront. 
through the music. So we can get this dialogue going because back to the whole who's wrong or right, I know females that personally tell me, Kurt, you giving us too much credit. My bitches is whores. <laughs> and I'm like, I even expect this to come out of this type of woman's mouth. Like, Kurt, the shit that we do, y'all ain't got shit on what we do. And they, they looking at it like, Y'all, 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 y'all talking like little jokes. Which it's really Yo, going down. You, you know what they say, right? They say men are dogs, women are cats. A so, dog, a dog would take a shit and just leave it right there in the sidewalk. A cat take a shit, cover it up with kitty lip. And, and, and those energies that I'm getting now when I really talk to women is like, wow, I need to expand upon this. Why don't y'all talk? Well, because if we said this, y'all gonna push us down even more. I respect that because a lot of Weak dudes are putting hands on. You got countries where cats are still putting hands on women. It's so convoluted and deep. You know, you can't just be throwing out all of this pain. So women can't just express all her, 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 you know, right. you know, skeletons in the closet because now men might hit them harder, right. come at them harder. So, but they do understand there's a place of conversation, and that's why I believe I want to take the music to. Let's talk about why we do this. Let's talk about why you don't do this, why we need to do this. You know what I'm saying? Black men or men, why why don't we step up more and give y'all? Why don't we listen? Why aren't we listening? Why don't y'all shut up? Why don't you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like real things. Nah, yo, listen. Um, I I I hear a lot of the I hear a lot of the unreleased music, man. I'm I'm so excited for people to to see the the um the different turns that you take with this with this flow because. It's it's there's a lot of um of uh um introspection in the music Facts. now. Facts. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot more looking inward instead of just looking outward and the why. Um but the classic sporty saying what I feel that emotions in that moment is still there, man. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear um what what uh you got coming up next man it's an honor and a pleasure to finally motherfucking do this we got a million more you know there's gonna be great stuff y'all continue to pay attention um you know you got you got anything want to holler at them with man before we dip out of here let's just look out for the no birds art collection oh, no tell everybody where they can find you and where to find the art like how do we get this yeah, go to www.kingkirktv.com. You can go to OpenSea, the No Bird, the No Bird Shit Art Collection. NFT is now available. Well, I can't really say now available, but they will be available. Follow me on my Instagram, KingKirk underscore Sporty Thieves, or maybe backwards. Maybe I got it backwards. <laughs> and um, and check me out like that. Dope, man. You got some bars to spit on them? Hmm. Bars, 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 nah, bars. Y'all gonna get that on Why the you next can't one? buy me a drink? Hey, buy me a mink. Hey, Pay for my link. What? Pay for my rent. Mm -hmm. Pay for my cab. At least go half. But you know what? These drinks on me, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 2022. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, another episode of Wine and Hip Hop, man. Thank you, my brother. Oh, my brother. Appreciate you. You already know. One. Yo. This was a moment in Wine and Hip Hop brought to you by Crew Love.